Hello, everybody. <laughs> Excuse me while I save Salty from drowning. Okay, that was hideous. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Goodness. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, The Big Show, the most important critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in our car. And today we are in the Red Studio. We are heading west. Go yes, west, young man and old man and woman. <laughs> So here we are, we're heading west, we're going to town, we're going to the grocery store, and you know what we're not buying any of? Ramen noodles. Ramen noodles. Which aren't really actually ramen noodles, but we'll come back to that in a bit. Welcome to the show. We're going to talk today about a uh, an old college friend of ours, back when we were, we were poor. We were very, very poor. Yeah. We were like church mouse ain't in it type poor like really poor and we ate a lot of ramen noodles which as a 22 year old wasn't that horrible of a health thing but as a 50 something person it's something we really can't afford to do a whole lot of for various different reasons so we're going to talk to you today about ramen noodles now what do ramen noodles have to do with prepping same reason we ate them as college students they're cheap they're really cheap. Now, I've got to throw out, throw out a first caveat here. What we are talking about is the ramen noodle soup noodles that you see for anywhere from 20 to 40 cents a package at the grocery store. They got them at the dollar stores, whatever. This is what we're talking about. We are not talking about actual go to a Japanese restaurant and eat ramen soup type noodles. Completely different thing. That's like, you know, that burger that you make in your backyard, you know, a big, juicy, absolutely wonderful grilled burger. It's just fixed just exactly the way you like it compared to a frozen White Castle slider. This is the comparison we're making between those two. Real Japanese ramen noodles are made by hand, by the chef. They're never fried. They're never frozen. They're ne- none of that stuff. They're fresh, and they're delicious, and they're actually not bad for you. And they're not full of health. Um, of, uh, health. <laughs> they're not full of health, yeah. No, they're not full of, of heart-stopping oil, palm oil, fat. Uh, preservatives, salt. More salt. More salt. Some extra salt. Say, we're talking about the cheapy stuff that you can buy, and the reason we're talking about it is... bricks of uh, noodles that have a little foil flavor packet in there. Right. I mean, come on. Everybody should know this. When you look at the things... Sorry, blowing the dust off my glasses there. Sorry about all the clicking clacking. Um, Everybody should know. As you're looking, as you open up one of these packages, that can't be good. That can't. <laughs> Something that looks like that cannot be a good food. And to an extent, yeah, you're right. To a fairly large extent. Having said that, the question is, and we, we cover this in the story that's the accompanying this podcast, is does it have a pe- place in a prepper's pantry? And our answer to that is uh, maybe. Not, not a ours, big place. But, not but, a big place. Not a big place, but maybe. And um, 
to be clear, we're not recommending it. <laughs> There's no recommendation of doing this. So, without further ado or setting aside, ramen noodles and go. When I look at ramen noodles, what I see is they, they take the enriched white flour and then they fry them. And that's the problem. And that, then they put a, a whole bunch of salt and a smattering of other flavoring agents, mostly artificial, honestly, in what they call a flavor packet. And that's what you get. And that's why you can get them for 20 cents piece. Very, very cheap ingredients. Yummy fried noodles. Yay! Right? Uh, no. No. Well, maybe. I don't actually eat them much. And even when <laughs> I did eat them, I wasn't eating them for taste. I was eating them because I found a quarter in the cushions of the couch and I wanted to eat. And you could eat. <laughs> Yeah, I can buy two packages for that at the time. Yeah, our couch was, there were not a lot of quarters in the back of our couches. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the main problem was that with that is you got the white flour, which is really good at provoking the release of this hormone called insulin. And then you got the fat, and the insulin is really good at telling the liver to do some pretty bad things with that fat. It encourages the liver to deliver that fat to places like your adipose tissue storage, your fat stores, and some of it gets slid underneath the lining of the walls of your arteries to promote atherosclerosis. And it doesn't encourage you to actually burn those calories for fuel very efficiently. So the combination of quick-hitting, highly processed carbs with oil is a bad combination. And there's only as much protein in there as fell in by accident. It's not a good protein source compared to other things you could be eating, even other cheap things you could be eating. So, in other words, it's like eating French fries, except for French fries it's taste better. very like eating French fries. Uh, lots of uh, quick carbs, lots of oil, lots of salt. They've actually cut the salt down in those since we were... College students, because I remember having about 50% of a day's uh, worth of salt in a single serving, which means 100% in a whole package, which is how most people eat them. That now is, it's down to 74%. That is frightening. Yeah. Still got a ton of salt in them. Uh, that's most of what the flavoring is. And uh, Now, there is this preservative in there called uh, tertiary, oh, what is it? Butyl, Butyl hydroquinone. TBHQ is oh, a shorthand people, version uh -oh, of it. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, People are going to stop. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's got petroleum in it. Ah! It's, that stuff is not derived from petroleum. No. It means it's got a six carbon organic group in it that's the butyl group. There are six carbon things found in petroleum products, but those are like butane, which is not the same as a butyl group stuck onto a molecule at all. So there's a huge, there's a huge. Read the article, you'll understand. There's of the problems you've got, with, yeah, you know. yeah. The accompanying article says more about it, but basically, of the problems ramen noodle has, TBHQ is not high on the list. The only reason we mention it is because it requires ramen noodle requires. Yeah, it's a red flag in it because it has so much fat in the noodles. That was my first response when I was Why reading about that. Why would a noodle need a preservative like that? Because noodles are primarily just white flour. Most noodles are just white flour. Egg noodles, of course, have a little bit of egg in there as a binder, yada yada. But they shouldn't have 70, let's see, about 100, 35% of their calories or so coming from fat. 
means they're adding a whole bunch of extra fat in the cooking process. Which means in this case they're deep they're fat frying them. Yeah. And there's two problems with that. One is the combo of the simple carbs with the fat I was just talking about. And the other is that fat does not store well. The only reason you have to put DTBHQ into products is to keep the oils from oxidizing. So if you've got that in there, you've got a lot of oils in there. But again, we're talking about... Watch your... Sorry, a little technical glitch there. Didn't mean to cut you off. We're good. Okay. So they put that TBHQ in there because they need the preservative to keep the oils from oxidizing. So they can give it its measly about a year listed Best Buy shelf life. That's pretty poor for a product of that kind. Now, here's one of the things that we have a problem with on this product. Now, we're big fans. We are huge fans of instead of spending, getting all of your uh, prepping food income and tying it up into uh, 30-year shelf life things, which we do have some of. We're legitimately got got a decent amount of that, probably about all we want. Um, We're much more into the stuff you're going to use over the next two or three years, get something with a two, you know, anywhere from a two to five-year shelf life, and then rotate it, okay? So you're going to... Buy what you eat. Buy what you eat, and then rotate it. Well, these... Ramen noodle things have got a fairly short shelf life, and it's awfully hard to recommend that somebody eat these so that they don't go bad. Yeah, you don't want to be rotating through them a whole lot. They're they're just not that good for you. And again, if you're a 20, 20, 22-year-old person, and you've got a liver of a 20 or 22-year-old person that can handle this much salt. And the kidneys. And kidneys that can handle this much salt. You know, you can get away with it. That's why college kids can get away with it. But Getting away with it doesn't mean it's a good idea. A lot of people get away with texting and driving, but that also kills some of them, too. Now, we will say you know. there are a couple of a, a couple of things, a couple, again, with the caveats. They do make a lower sodium version of the noodle, and that would be better. And you can get air-dried versions as well, but they're, they're not, not the cheap versions. They're not cheap, yeah. Yeah. And they're actually, I wouldn't actually mind trying some of the air-dried version because I actually love ramens. Um, but Real ramens. Real ramen. Yeah, I was, ramens. Uh, uh, I was raised overseas, and a significant portion of my youth, I was in Japan, Okinawa, yada, yada. And so Japanese food was a thing for us because that's what they had. And a lot of Japanese food I do not care for. I do not like. I'm not a sushi person. I've been sick on sushi so many times. I don't even want to think about it. I do not like to be served fish with their eyes staring at me. He, the fish is looking at me like, really? You're just going to sit here and eat me while I'm looking at you? Really? So, yeah, not my thing. But... um Ramen and miso, yeah, that, those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. So, although beware if you ever do go to, to like, um, Japan and you're really kind of a little bit squeamish about uh, what you like to eat, don't ask really a whole lot of questions about what type of meat. It's kind of like going to a Mexican street vendor taco stand. Uh, chances are, especially if you Tripe go, is a favorite. 
chances are you're going to get something that's uh, perfectly safe to eat, but you probably don't want what it is. Just a thought. Anywho. The other problem with the preserving the oils is the two main ways, well, three main ways you can preserve oils long term. You could put preservatives in them, and that's what the TBHQ is there for. You could put trans fats in them, but the FDA won't let you do that anymore because those things will kill you a lot faster. Or you can put saturated fats in them, which extend the shelf life further than the mono- and polyunsaturated fats you normally find in vegetable oils. Plants normally don't use saturated fats, and the only considerable exception is the tropical plants. So the palm oil plant makes a lot of saturated fat, and coconut oil has a lot of saturated fat, and most other plant oils don't. Well, the sucker, these ramen noodle packages, have about 18% of a day's worth of saturated fat in 190 calories worth of food. That means, despite the fact that they list it third on their choice of may contain some or all of the following oils, they're realistically getting most of their oils from palm oils. And palm oil is is bad not just because the oil is fairly unhealthy for you. It's environmentally terrible. It's environmentally terrible because they the way they trash the tropical areas to plant the palm oils exhaust the land, and then go trash some more land two years later. So it's also, of the vegetable oils, it's the least healthy. I don't think saturated fat is the giant evil of the dietary world or anything, but of the vegetable oils, it's the least healthy of them, I think. So you got the saturated fats high, you got very little protein in there, you got a lot of simple, quick-hitting carbs, you got a ton of salt in there. There are some other... You don't really know what else they're putting in the flavor packets because they're allowed to just say natural flavors, which means practically anything. But frankly, if I had food sensitivities and things like that, that would worry me. I don't. I mean, raw petroleum would be a natural flavor. I suppose. You know, who knows? And no, I'm not saying they're not, they're not doing that. But now here's Squished the eyeball would be, though. We have to come back to is you may be saying, okay, well, yeah, Salty, this is no big deal because I'm only going to use this for my 72-hour kit. I'm only going to have these things there because they're really fast to cook and I can get a quick meal and go, right? I'm not going to eat these long term. I'm just going to stick them in my, in my go kit and I might be sweating a lot. I might need that extra salt and yada, 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 excuse, excuse, excuse. Well, that's fine. But... Again, we come back to we're talking about a food that does not store well. So if you don't keep on top of it, especially if you leave this kit in your car for don't any length of oils time, whatever, faster in the heat, in the heat, you know, you're going to have rancid noodles, not something that you can yeah. depend on. And rotating them out just by tossing them in the trash is an economically reasonable option given their cost, but... I can't be excited yeah, about that kind of waste. It hurt just to throw food away. Bothers Even me. if it's time. Yeah, we had one. We had one the other day. It really didn't hurt. We were just happy it didn't destroy everything. You know, we had one. The can went bad on a can of soup. It happens, but uh, the soup wasn't that much. I, mean, I wasn't even out of date. Probably was out of date. Yeah, I but, didn't read the date. Couldn't read the date. The label had uh, turned funny colors from but something. It was a tomato seeping out of the can. Tomatoy type thing, and you know those things just don't. They don't hold up nearly as well. The, the more acidy it is, the less that can life is going to be. Uh, even if it's lined, it's just the way it is. So 
And, you know, we're, we're, we don't really care about throwing that one can away. We're just hoping it doesn't like, destroy everything underneath it in Iraq, so, which it didn't. So. Yeah, we're going to have to up the rate of recycling through those canned foods. I got in the habit of making fresh soups in, in my Instant Pot, and the canned soups have sat there longer than we originally planned. So there you are. I don't eat those soups, so that's that's kind of a you thing. I'm not a big soup fan. I, I, I was sitting here talking all the whole show about soup, but... He is the ramen soup eater in the household, and uh, I'm, I'm the vegetable soup. Yeah, I actually person. got into a kick of eating it. I ate several for several days in a row, and wasn't it about time when I had that blood pressure spike? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would have no, said something if that really, had been but, <laughs> true. But uh, I was watching your blood pressure. Thank anyway, you. so uh, but we we've got a few packages, not very many. Right now. Worst idea ever, if that's what you can afford to put back some of? No. No. It's better Greatest to have idea? Than Not a great idea. No. Right. If, if you cannot afford anything else but the very, very, very cheapest of foods, it is an option, but not, a, not my favorite option. I'd rather, I, man, I'd, I'd rather buy just Beans some are a noodles. heck of a lot. Cheaper and more healthy if, yeah, if you're going to can noodles. them. In fact, if you and want a if you want a really healthy, really filling option for something that doesn't take a, much preparation at all, whole wheat spaghetti noodles are a really great choice. They if, also make whole wheat elbow macaroni. The thinner the ones you get, the quicker they cook too, so you can reduce your cooking time that way. And if it's just something to stick in a go bag, I would put in an emergency ration before I would put in ramen because it doesn't require any fire at all. And you get a heck of a lot more calories for the weight. What are those Coast Guard type ones? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's excited about eating those, but except no, but really hungry can, people. You can carry 24 <laughs> or 100 calories around with you. For the weight of 600 calories of ramen. Longer yeah. shelf life, more durable in the pack. And a heck of a lot better for you. Yeah, they stick in some protein and things like that. You don't have to worry too much about vitamins in a 72-hour kit, guys. The lack of vitamins is not going to kill you in 72 hours. But for longer-term storage, I start thinking about it. You get nothing and like it pretty much out of ramen except the iron that's they stick in the enriched noodles after they refine the naturally occurring stuff out. You get a little bit of folate in there, again, because they added it in. And stuff that's added back in just is not as effective as stuff that naturally occurs in food. I can't explain why, but it's observational evidence shows that to be the case. So, yeah, not going to be shopping for ramen today, but we are going to be stopping in town soon, so it's probably about time to wrap this one. So, we'll catch you the next podcast. Hope you enjoyed this and hope you enjoyed the article. And uh, one, one thing I wanted to talk about on this, the article that goes with this podcast, I would like you to look it up. Uh, not necessarily because of this preservative that we were talking about, mm-hmm. even though I do go into quite a bit of detail. This is a, a salty and spice both wrote on this article, but I, I did the, uh, preservative. Lion share. And one of the things I w- want to, to mention though, is this goes back towards another article that I had written this last week about uh, bias and understanding how people are using 
social media and memes and stuff like that to sell and make their own points. And hot button push words like, oh, it's a petroleum derivative. No, it's not. But it's not. And even if it was, if it's the same chemical, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. So, anyway, my point isn't about this preservative. It's go in and look how I went through the process of debunking something that should have, that needed debunked. I used the process that I just explained the week before as to how I went in and said, okay, I keep hearing this thing over and over and over again. Does it hold water? And so I went in and did research on it and found out, no, it really doesn't hold water. It, um, it doesn't. It's, uh, a bunch of hooey. It's somebody trying to sell a book. It's somebody who should have known better trying to sell a book. So, yeah. There we are. Okay. That's what I wanted to say. We'll talk to you later. Bye.